Podcast. I'm Zach Falgor. This episode will serve as part two in our series about successful summer internships, and I'm excited to share these conversations with you as I found them very insightful. My first guest on this episode is Ryan Peterson, a senior aerospace engineering student who was offered an internship this past summer based on research he was doing with one of his faculty members at Penn State Brandywine. His good work doing research turned into something much more, and this conversation is a great highlight of how sometimes opportunities present themselves through non-traditional means. Next up, I'm joined by Paul Kiriakos. Paul is a multidisciplinary engineering design student at the Abington campus, and he completed his internship this past summer with NAVSI, a division within the Department of the Navy. Paul and I chatted about what it was like completing an internship with a government agency, what the application and interview process was like, and how that process differed from what you might experience in industry. For any students interested in working in the government, this conversation is a must listen. My third and final guest on this episode is Sharif Goldstein. Sharif is a senior at the Brandywine campus, finishing up his degree in American Studies. Sharif is in the middle of an internship with the Urban Affairs Coalition of Philadelphia, specifically helping with their Home Buy Now program, which helps folks obtain mortgages to buy houses. Sharif talks about how he found the internship, how his classwork prepared him, and the advantages of interning with the nonprofit. These interviews that I've done for this series have been very enlightening, and I hope you've enjoyed them as much as I have. Let's get into it. All right, everybody. So uh, on this segment here, as I mentioned in the introduction, uh, I am joined by Ryan Peterson, a, uh, a senior currently at University Park who started his Penn State career at the Brandywine campus. Uh, as I mentioned, he is currently a senior and uh, is uh, progressing towards graduating with a degree in aerospace engineering. Ryan, thank you so much for joining me this morning, man. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me here. Awesome. It's a, it's a pleasure to have you and excited to, to learn a little bit more about your uh, experience this past summer. Um, so let's let's start with that, Ryan, just by way of introduction. If you could uh, tell our audience a little bit about your background and, and the, uh, the internship that you completed this past summer. Of course. Um, as you stated, um, I am a senior in aerospace engineering. And this past summer, I did an internship with a company called Locata where I worked on software development for optimal placement of beacon locations for improving automation of the binding industry. So this experience um, kind of came in a different way than most internships as it started off as an undergraduate research opportunity. And roughly around July, a company reached out to us and asked if we could partner with them and they bought the research out and we became interns. So it was definitely a interesting change to it all, but it was very exciting experience that is that is really interesting and um i i have to be honest uh that it certainly sounds like a very cool kind of non-traditional path towards getting an internship right so so how did that come about if if, if i remember correctly from our pre-recording meeting it had something to do with a, a relationship with the faculty member that you were working with correct yes so um our research advisor she had a connection with one of the staff members of locata it was actually one of her business partners outside of the academic field. And this project actually started last year before I was a part of it. And Locata showed some interest in it, but it never kind of grew anything from there. And our her business partner was telling them about the work that we were doing this summer. And they started organizing meetings with us. And it became a position from there because they wanted to start implementing it into a full year 
process of trying to get this um, implemented in the professional field. Very cool. So this was uh, this was completely done remotely, correct? Yes. So we all did it virtually through Zoom. So all our meetings were on Zoom. We used Slack to do sharing of files and discussions, yeah. phone calls when needed. So it was definitely an interesting experience. Awesome. We'll, we'll come back to that here in, in one second. I do want to hear a little bit more about that. But before we get to that point, um, I wanted to see if you can maybe just talk a little bit for our audience about kind of your, you've, I know you've mentioned it a little bit already, but just a little bit about your daily responsibilities, any like key takeaways you had or cool projects that you're able to work on while you were there? Yeah, definitely. So daily responsibilities, we pretty much would every day, we probably have like a short meeting between either just like me and my teammate or me and the engineers and the research advisors, usually twice a week with the whole team. And during those meetings, we would do just like discussing of our progress, showing off data that we were comfortable showing that we could validate, showing graphs, asking questions if we weren't sure about something, kind of just making progress where we could make progress. Then outside of those meetings, it would be a lot of just like, all right, let's research. What do we know is available about this topic? What do we not know that's available? All right, let's mess around. What can we code? What can't we code? All right, if I can't code this, do we know someone in the company? Do we know someone such as our advisor who could code this or give us insight? So it was a lot of just trial and error for an internship because once again, this was something that's not done before completely in the sense that we were approaching it. So, and then outside of that, it would be like just meetings with me and my teammate all the time. We would just be on Zooms for hours, just trying to figure out the best way to discuss what we are doing without getting ourselves in like a big spaghetti mess of coding issues. Uh, yeah, cool. Sounds, sounds very cool, the, the opportunity to, to kind of take ownership of that and do it in, in the way that you best see fit is, is, is a pretty cool experience for, for an internship. Now, um, now, I asked this next question, understanding that your path to obtaining this internship was, was a little bit non-traditional, but even, even mm -hmm. nonetheless, when, you know, from that point when Lakeda reached out and asked for, you know, a partnership to make this a little bit more formalized, from that point until when you actually were onboarded with them and started, you know, your, your, your quote unquote formal internship, was there anything that you did in, in that time to kind of prepare yourself to get ready to make sure that you were comfortable on day one or, or um, did you already kind of feel pretty comfortable because you were comfortable with the research you were doing or how, how did you approach that aspect of it? So when the internships talk started coming up, I kind of approached it as, okay, now we're going to get really like full heartedly serious about this. So I kind of like took a step back, started like looking at how I was approaching everything, kind of like a self-evaluation. So it was kind of like a good like mid internship research evaluation to do. And I was like, all right, how do I reapproach this? How can I improve my approaches so that when the company comes and asks me a question, I can effectively give them the answers or like, you know what, I can get that done within a short amount of time. Um, I also did some like personal research into the company just so I could have a basic understanding as to what they're looking to do, what their company morals are that way. Like I can line myself up to them to make sure that I am giving them the best output that they need. That's probably the best way that I could approach it at that point when it was like midway through a research. Sure. Yeah, I think that's a great way to approach it to making sure that you have, uh, you know, all your your T's crossed and your I's dotted as you as you head into uh, head into day one. Very cool. Now, um, th these these last couple questions, I, I'm curious 
um, on kind of your perspective on the, the employer side of this, right? And now I, mm -hmm. I wanted to come back to the point you mentioned earlier that, you know, you did this completely remotely. So giving, given that this was remote, um, that adds another kind of layer of, of complexity to this, right? Because a lot of times, you know, I'm asking students about how did they, how did an employer onboard you? What was the orientation process? Like, obviously, a lot of that stuff usually happens in person. So I'm curious to hear from your perspective doing this, you know, remotely. Was there anything located did at the beginning, any type of like onboarding orientation, anything they did to kind of like make you feel at home and make you feel comfortable, even though you couldn't be in the same physical location as your coworkers? So we didn't have like a traditional onboarding. It was more of they kind of like allowed us a chance to really meet with like our new staff member that was going to be like who reported to in Locata, who mm -hmm. we were fortunate to kind of have some knowledge of since it was our research advisor's business partner. Mm -hmm. But something that like was good that, that he did was he allowed us to ask any question, no matter what it related to with the company, with the project, with topics related to the top, to the project in general. And he always gave us the best answer or gave us the right references. And that allowed us, cause like for most of us, the topics that we worked on are things that I would not learn in undergrad, probably until even if I went to a master's degree, like it's higher education. And they were very honest with us about that. And they made sure that we understood that it's okay if we don't get it right away and that they wanna help us make sure that we're learning more than getting a product out, which I think was something very important for me because it kind of showed that an employer can care about the product, but also care that you're learning and that you're improving during your time at that company. Yeah. Now, so this, um, your, your kind of point contact at, at Locato, was this someone, would you, was this like a, a daily standing meeting you would have with them or was it more so like, was it formalized like that or was it more so you just reach out as you had questions? It was pretty both actually. So we would have two formal meetings a week so we would meet on Mondays and Thursdays. That way it's kind of like Monday, we can set a plan for the week. Thursday, we could do a check-in. Then as we would go through the research uh, and during the daily, we would be able to reach out to the point contact or the research advisor. And if they had the time, they could jump on a Zoom and join us. If not, we could set up a scheduled time later in the week, later that night. So there was a lot of open communication there, which was very helpful because if there was a roadblock, we could get a general answer fast enough that we could keep making progress through that day. And it was nothing debilitating. Gotcha. Yeah, that seems like a good way to uh, a good way to set it up. Um, so my my last question for you here, Ryan, um, just more so generally speaking, going through this this process over the summer, doing this internship, you know, remotely. Um, was this was this a positive experience for you? I know so you see you hear some you know mixed reviews on on you know remote internships or remote work in general. Was this something that you like? Did you enjoy? Is this something that you would do again or that you'd recommend you know a, one of your fellow classmates pursue if if the opportunity came available? Oh, one hundred percent. It allows you to see a different side of the engineering field because I know when I first started this degree, my first internship I had, I was very hands on at the company. I was like in the office, working every day, hands on the machines, hands on everything. And then you go to the total opposite where I'm now virtually remote, working on the backside of it on a total different spectrum. It gives you a broader kind of view of what engineering is. 
which it kind of in a way changed the way that I want to approach my future career because now I'm like I want to do navigational stuff I want to work with this like type of coding and approach so I would 100% recommend this type of experience to anyone I think it's definitely not if you found zoom to be very hard for you just like with academic and that stuff it's going to be a challenge no matter what because you're still once again learning over zoom you're working over zoom but if you're with the right company and they're willing to be patient and work with you on it it's, it's the best part about it that's i've learned so much and it's made me feel like a better engineer and i think it's going to give me valuable skills to bring to my future career when the time comes Awesome. Very happy to hear that and very happy to hear that you had a positive experience doing it, uh, doing it virtually. I know as someone that's a little bit more employer facing, it's something that we encouraged a lot of our employer partners to embrace over the past year is you know, doing the virtual internships, because as you just mentioned, there's still a lot of benefit that can be gained from it, both from the student perspective and from the employer. Well, um, Ryan, those are all the questions I have for you. I, I really appreciate your time this morning. I think this will be very beneficial, especially for any of our students considering potentially doing a virtual internship in the future. Uh, so thank you again for your time. And once again, everyone, his name is Ryan Peterson. He is a senior uh, aerospace engineering major currently at University Park, but uh, had uh, started his Penn State career at uh, the Penn State Brandywine campus. And he completed his uh, virtual internship this past summer with uh, Locata. Uh, Ryan, thank you again so much for, for joining me this morning. This was a great conversation. I really appreciate your time. Yes, thank you. I really enjoyed being able to talk about my experience. All right, folks, welcome back to the show. On this next segment here, as we continue our conversation with students about their internship experiences this past summer, I'm joined now by Paul Kiriakos, a senior at Penn State Abington uh, in the multi Multidisciplinary Engineering Design Program. Paul, thank you so much for joining me here today. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Awesome. I appreciate the time and uh, really excited to learn a little bit more about your experience this uh, this past summer. So let's jump right into it here, Paul, just by way of introduction, if you wouldn't mind um, telling us a little bit about your experience this summer and, and where you completed your internship. Yeah, so this summer uh, I took two weeks and then I went straight out to my internship. I did it with uh, the Department of the Navy. And it was in the division called uh, NAVC. NAVC is the systems directorate for all the vessels that the Navy oversees, everything from carriers to subs to destroyers, uh, LPDs, frigates, that they control all of those vessels and those programs. So the division I worked in specifically with NAVC was CO5V, CSEA. Um, and you learned that everything's an acronym with the government. Um, so. CO5 is the engineering directorate for the Navy. Uh, and then O5V is the aircraft carrier engineering systems department. Um, so I got to work in uh, their division in Washington, DC. That's the headquarters for NAVC. Uh, worked on the Navy Yard from May 24th up until August 20th, uh, right before school started. And uh, yeah, I spent my summer down there. Really cool stuff, really cool stuff. And I, I love the fact that you did this with a, your internship with a government agency. We'll talk a little bit more about that, uh, you know, and that what that process looked like near, near the end of our conversation. Um, but let's, let's start at the beginning here. Paul, how, how did you find this internship? And was there anything that you did that felt kind of helped to distinguish you from the other candidates who were applying? Because obviously, 
an internship with a government agency like this, I'm sure barely sought after, and there's a big candidate pool there. So curious to, you know, from your perspective, anything you did that felt helped you out in that regard? Absolutely. Yeah. So I learned of the opportunity from a friend in my uh, major, actually. He did the same program. It's called uh, the DOD DCAP or DCAIP. That's the Department of Defense College Acquisition and Internship Program. So this is a website. They open it up from middle of September to middle of October. And you can apply and you apply to whatever specific city that they offer and you apply for whatever field that you want to go into. So I did obviously through engineering. And then uh, my first choice was Washington DC because I knew how to not close to DC and make the commute a little bit easier. And DC just sounded like a cool place to work, especially for a government position. Um, and then second choice was uh, Philadelphia because um, that's uh, local to where I am right now. And then, uh, yeah, they, uh, they find your resume out of a pool of applicants and then they, um, for this position, they send you a tentative offer and then they get to meet you, get to know you, um, met with HR and my director a couple of times, and then uh, you get an official offer just before the, uh, the job starts. And for me, it was, uh, it was my resume that uh, gave me the position um, when HR was looking through it. Uh, I definitely ensured that they could see my technical skills and personal skills on the resume. That was, uh, that was huge for them. They wanted to make sure that you are a good worker, you can get projects done, you can uh, you know, sit down all day and be able to do the work and go through the processes they have. They have tons of training and it's a lot of, uh, a lot of lecturing so that you need to be a good student. And then uh, for my engineering design internship specifically, I had to point out uh, computer software um, engineering hardware technical skills for that. And that made my application look a lot brighter. Um, so yeah, and, uh, and projects that I've worked on, they, they look at all of those specifically. So, um, yeah, so good working skills, I'd say. Awesome. So I think two things for any of our students listening, uh, two things to really highlight there in, in Paul's answer. First one, just being the timeline, right? Where if you're looking for an internship, a lot of these positions, you know, you mentioned, uh, Paul, that, you know, you had to apply for this all the way back last September, and they only have it open until October. I think yeah. maybe a lot of students aren't thinking that far ahead in terms of wanting to look for an internship for the next summer when this fall semester has just started. But I yeah. think that's an important thing to note there is that a lot of organizations, that's how they do it. If you want to get those highly competitive internships, the application deadlines are early. So, you know, making sure that you're staying on top of that. I also love how you talked about, you know, relating your experience in the classroom and projects and all that stuff to the actual job and the job description. I think that's something else mm -hmm. that our students can benefit from is really making sure that you are modifying your, your, your resume before you submit it to make sure that you're you're highlighting all of the skills you have that would pertain to that specific job. So I, I, I love to hear both of those Absolutely. things. Absolutely, yeah, they love to hear about those kinds of things you do in school. Um, and also, yeah, you were talking about how I'm applying in uh, September and October. So I applied in September. I didn't hear anything back until March of the next year. So wow. it's, it's a long waiting period and you have to make sure you keep your options open. Uh, it was a great opportunity, don't get me wrong, but I. I could have easily fallen through the cracks and would have waited, you know, five or six months to not hear anything. But um, yeah, it was, a, it was a good thing I was chosen. I was really lucky to get that. Awesome. Awesome to hear. Now, I know you mentioned you were working in DC now. Were you on site full time all the time? Was there any virtual components? Was this like a hybrid thing or were you always on site? Now, so 
when lockdown happened, they went to a maximum telework policy. So for about seven to months to a year, everyone was just virtual. Rarely anybody came into the office for whatever reason. So I joined just around when that was still in progress. Uh, I had a I had a three day orientation completely online and I was one of the last completely online orientations so I didn't get to learn as much about the Navy Yard and NAVC in person as I would have liked to. But um, for the first about month and a half, I was doing uh, three days telework Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then Tuesday and Thursday I'd go into the office because I still wanted to get a feel for the office environment, meet some people in the office. In the middle of it, we uh, started RTO, which is return to office uh, around July 19th. And they wanted people to be in office like five days out of the work week, which uh, it's it's bi-weekly work weeks. So, or bi-weekly pay, I should say. So out of those, out of that week, the two weeks, you'd need to be in the office five days. Once the Delta variant came into play, it, we were a lot more loose with that. Um, government mandated, uh, you know, masks all the time. So it became a little bit harder to enforce people coming into the office if they didn't want to deal with that. But um, halfway through, I started going in um, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and then staying telework uh, Monday and Friday. Very and cool. Very and I could do that because uh, they gave me a government laptop and access cards. So I could, yeah, I could do wherever I was. Good stuff. That's It's good to hear that they gave you that flexibility. Yeah. Um, so how about, can, can you tell us a little bit about, we've talked a lot about how you got the internship and, and you know, the kind of the process beforehand and kind of your working arrangement. Can you tell us a little bit about the internship itself? What were your daily responsibilities? Any cool like takeaways or cool projects you were able to work on while you were there? Yeah, so um, going in, uh, there weren't many people in the office, but two of the main people that were in the office, I was lucky enough to get close with the auxiliary and propulsion systems engineering managers, uh, Sandra Beck for auxiliary and Jean Moiso for propulsion. And they were able to uh, find me a task to do, a um, little caught off guard because they were in the middle of all this pandemic and they wanted to find a suitable project for me. So I became the team, uh, the task lead for the entire uh, CO5V to uh, do an orientation booklet update for Nimitz class carriers. And this is like a 200 page booklet they have covering all of the systems of their Nimitz class carriers. And it's good for um, new hirees in the Navy, contractors, enlistees, anyone who comes in to read up and you can learn a lot of information about uh, the book, um, the carriers. So, and these books are so extensive. Uh, the last one was updated in 2005 so I had to go through and do a lot of research. And even for the time I was there, I was only able to get through auxiliary uh, portions of the book. I wanted to get to, propul to propulsion, but I didn't even have time to do that. Um, so it was a lot of research. I got to learn a lot about the systems of the aircraft carriers, everything from aircraft handling to piping systems, update sections on that, fill out information on that. And then, um, one other cool thing that I got to do, which is which reflects a lot of what they do there, was a, uh, a risk analysis for a weapon system on uh, the CVN-71. And I can't go in too much about what that was, but it's a lot of what they do, uh, analyze how, how much risk uh, a fault in this system would cause to the mission, and then make a, uh, make a report on 
I know what kind of um, precautions we should take uh, in order to avoid that. Very cool. Really important, interesting work you were doing with them this summer. Yeah. It's awesome that you got exposed to some, uh, I don't know, if, I don't know, high profile. I don't know if that's the right word, but it's like some very, very interesting no, projects. Yeah. yeah, really, really cool stuff. Now, um, I want to go back and, and talk a little bit about the, the aspect of this in terms of you working for a government agency, right? So okay. I think something that our, our, you know, some of our students might not realize is that the process for finding a job or an internship with a government agency can be very different than it can be just going in, in you know, in industry Absolutely. or anything like that. So yeah. could you, could you talk to us a little bit about that? What was this process like for you in terms of, you know, the, the onboarding process, orientation, all that stuff, how, how did that experience go for you? Absolutely. So when I uh, heard about the tentative interview uh, early March, uh, they said, uh, just be cautious, some files are going to come your way, we're gonna need you to start filling out some information. So I thought, okay, um, I started the uh, onboarding process then. So for reference, I got about 20 forms to fill out for their wow. typical uh, job onboarding. Yeah, a lot of those were just like signing documents. So it wasn't too bad. Some of those I had to put in my own information, personal stuff. It wasn't anything bad. It took me a few days to do. Um, that's also because I, I really uh, grinded on those. I wanted to get those done. And then um, that wasn't even uh, the worst part. So uh, I had about two months for everything. It was the secret security clearance uh, information that really uh, took a lot of time. That itself was almost 50 files that I had to uh, fill out personal information going back. Luckily, I was only 20 doing it. So I only had to go back to when I was 18. But yeah, some people who are older have to go back like 10 years worth of information to fill out those kinds of documents. Um, but gaining a secret security clearance was huge for this position, especially because uh, there were a lot of secret documents um, in play with the work I was doing. And uh, yeah, after getting the clearance, filling out those other 20 forms for their typical job onboarding, I also had to get uh, fingerprints done. So I was able to drive down to the uh, Philadelphia Navy Yard and get my fingerprints there. And um, yeah, once all that was done, I still had a couple more forms specifically to my division. And at that point, I was able to get an official job offer and join their team. Very cool. So yeah, for any students listening, thinking about applying for jobs with any type, any uh, you know, type of government agency, any branch of the government, something to keep in mind there. Uh, as you're considering this, is that that onboarding process is going to be a little bit more extensive Absolutely. than it might be for if a you like uh, filling out forms. You'll, you'll, you'll <laughs> love this position. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Hopefully your uh, your your hand doesn't. Cramp it's it's while not you're too doing. bad though. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound like it was it was too terrible. Now let's talk about now. Curious to get your thoughts on this as well. So once the job is officially accepted, you have some time prior to starting the internship itself. And actually, you know, going into the office, anything you did in the meantime there to prepare yourself to get ready for day one, um, anything that you did in the meantime there to uh, kind of, um, you yeah, know, kind of yeah. feel like you could hit the ground running once you got started? Yeah, so I made sure I prepared as much as I could. I, um, I went ahead and emailed my director about uh, my onboarding and uh, wanted to schedule some meetings with him. So we had about two or three meetings before I officially started my orientation. And this was throughout April and uh, the first few weeks of May. And he basically explained everything that I would need to know um, practically. Um, 
you know, dress, uh, business casual, nice shirt, uh, nice pants. Uh, it typically used to be suit and tie, but they relaxed that since not too many people were in the office nowadays. And then um, I didn't need to bring anything. Uh, device wise, they provided me with a government asset or laptop and a government ID to get into the Navy Yard. Otherwise, I just needed to make sure I had two forms of ID in order to get my access badge. Um, and yeah, so I didn't need to do too much to prepare. They would uh, teach you everything you know or that you need to know uh, when you're onboarding. Gotcha, gotcha. So it sounds like they made that onboard process pretty, pretty yeah, seamless they, for you. Yeah, they help you out a lot. Glad to hear that. Now, uh, let's talk about when you actually, you know, starting the internship right now. I know you were you were doing this hybrid. You're in the office sometimes. You're virtual sometimes, and um, that that can change things. But I, I'm curious to get your perspective. You know, I've been asking students about things that their employers did to make them feel quote unquote at home as interns, right? To make them feel comfortable, yeah. make you feel part of the team. Could you talk a little bit about that and your experience uh, over the summer? Was there any type of like mentorship or anything like that or anything else that they had planned throughout the summer to kind of make you feel, uh, you know, a, a part of the board, larger organization? Yeah, of course. Um, with the two uh, systems engineering managers I worked with, the mentorship, they uh, wanted to do as much of that as they could. They were obviously very busy. They had meetings all day long, most days. So where I could fit in time to get with them and learn from them, that was, uh, that was pretty key. The first uh, few weeks I was there, I was just reading a lot of documents, learning information I, as I could. Um, there, I, as I said, there were only like five or six people in the office a day. So for the first couple of days, I was um, meeting directors that would uh, just happen to be around meeting the uh, two managers who'd end up uh, teaching me what to do for my projects. Uh, and then uh, random systems engineers that would just be around the office, uh, getting to learn what they do, how they uh, incorporate into the division. Um, so for the first few weeks, yeah, I could just meet people. I got my own cubicle and desk. Uh, so I had a place to set up my laptop and do my work while I was in the office. So I had my own little office space um, I didn't have an office, but it was, it was a cubicle. So I had a space to get, uh, to settle in, get acclimated and, uh, yeah, do my work. Awesome. Glad to hear that. Now, um, a big thing with, with a lot of organizations when it comes to interns is, is, uh, you know, retention of interns. So that's something that they look at. Now, obviously this might be different with government agency and stuff like that, but I, I, I say all that to say, I want to ask, you know, Overall, how would you rate your experience here? Was this was this something positive that you look back on? Is this something that, you know, if you had a, a friend or a fellow classmate come to you and, and ask you your opinion, is this something that where you'd say, yes, I absolutely had a good experience here. I think you should apply so you can have a good experience as well. What are your thoughts on that? Absolutely. I had an amazing experience with them. Uh, I learned a lot. I even got to see the, uh, the newest class of carriers that we came out with, uh, the USS Gerald Ford. CVN 78. That's our newest carrier. We just came out with like a couple of years ago. And uh, I got to tour that with another systems engineering manager. So just the opportunity is amazing. They do everything they can to, uh, to make sure you have a good time and that you learn a lot. Um, and uh, even the, the first days that I were there, they specifically asked me like, what do you want to gain out of this internship? And I laid out uh, specific places of expertise I wanted to uh, grow in my engineering uh, knowledge. And, um, uh, and, and in terms of retention, it's a, it's a very um, high skilled job. Uh, people that are working there have like PhDs in 
naval architecture, masters in chemical engineering. They are, they're very skilled in their fields and they've only hired one person straight out of college in the past like eight years or so. So wow. it's, it's a very competitive division, yeah. Uh, getting to work for them someday would be an amazing opportunity. Uh, I would love to out of college, but um, I have to be realistic. So they, um, they definitely do a lot for their interns. I must say there were three of us and one, one was also with me in the office a lot. And yeah, we definitely learned an incredible amount of information on an engineering authority and technical authority and uh, how they do their jobs as engineering managers. Um, and I would absolutely recommend the DCAP to anybody who, uh, who's looking for work. Um, even if you don't want to work for the government in your future, it's really good to understand how the government operates. And with internships, you don't have, uh, too much like weighing down on you in terms of work. Um, they don't expect an incredible amount on you. I wasn't doing any, any like crazy amount of engineering design for the carrier. So there's not much room for error, but there's a lot of room to learn. And I spent like 60% of my time there learning as much as I could about what they do and uh, how to grow my expertise in engineering design. Awesome. Really love yeah. to hear that, Paul. Love anytime a, a student comes back to us career services staff members and say they had a positive experience. We, we uh, that, that makes us very happy. So I'm glad to hear that you had a good experience this summer and not uh, Paul, I can't, can't thank you enough for, for joining yeah, me here. Thanks today. for having me. Yeah, this was great. I think this, uh, our, our, you know, your fellow students that are interested in working for a government agency, I think we'll get a lot from this, especially in regards to the process of finding the job and applying and all that good stuff. Absolutely. So thank you so much for your time, Paul. And once again, everyone, his name is Paul Kiriakos, a, uh, a senior uh, multidisciplinary engineering design uh, student at Penn State Abington, did his internship this past summer with uh, the, the Department of the Navy, the NAVC uh, specifically. So Paul, thank you again so much for joining us here today. This was a great conversation. Thank you, glad I could help. All right, folks. So on this next segment here, I am joined by Sharif Goldstein. Sharif is a senior at the Penn State Brandywine campus, majoring in American studies. And he did an internship, a really interesting sounding internship this past summer with the Urban Affairs Coalition in Philadelphia. Sharif, thank you so much for joining me this morning. How you doing, man? Thank you, Zach, for having me, man. I appreciate it. Awesome. Glad to have you. Excited to have you. Your, um, your background and your internship is, is a little bit different than, than some of the other. You know, a lot of the folks I've been talking to, have been, it's been very, you know, engineering, finance, stuff like that. So I'm excited to have a conversation with you, learn a little bit uh, about your background. So um, as I mentioned, I know you did your internship with uh, the Urban Affairs Coalition this past summer. Um, can, can you talk us, to us a little bit about that? How did you find that internship? Uh, what were some of your responsibilities there? Yeah, so I am with uh, the Urban Affairs Coalition. So specifically, I'm with the uh, department called the Community and Economic Development. So in the beginning, um, I kind of like took the route to find an, an internship through like Indeed, um, sure. through the Google searches, uh, to to monster like everything in between um but when i actually found this internship it was actually through uh penn state um it was actually through penn state canvases at under the uh, penn state brandywine career services where they basically had like a plethora of different internships and um the great thing about it their um internships was that 
um, a lot of them were located very close to like Penn State Brandywine. So they were um, with them, with a lot of them, they were like in Philadelphia or Philadelphia suburb area. So that was like really convenient for me. Um, so I think that like anyone that's looking for like an internship should definitely do, do it through like Penn State Career Services. Um, and also um, um, one of the things that made kind of like me an attractive candidate was doing like volunteer work. Um, and also on my resume, um, I mentioned like my, I work with the uh, Sunday Breakfast Rescue Mission, where we basically help to make, um, well, we make and serve meals for like the homeless, but we also um, help people just in general who are struggling to get like meals. Um, and also the then executive director of Urban Affairs Coalition CD department, um, his name is Georgie Varghese. And he was actually happy to see that I went to Penn State. And he um, was actually a Penn State alum. So that we built, we made that connection as well, like throughout the um, internship. So I think that's like the uh, gist of it. Awesome, that's great to hear. And uh, it's it's awesome to hear that your your volunteer work paid off in your in your search for this internship, right? So. Um, how can so can you tell us a little bit about kind of your your day-to-day -day responsibilities with uh with the coalition and how did that volunteer experience how did that relate to what you're doing now yes yeah, so i think like the so the day-to-day -day, um a lot of it was basically like kind of like weekly zoom check-ins to discuss like the agenda throughout the week or the upcoming weeks so outside of the weekly meetings um i got to assist with helping individuals basically like purchase their first homes through the organization's Home By Now program. Um, and I also got to help recertify the partner employers to continue being part of the Home By Now program. Um, and some of which include, you know, Drexel University, um, Temple University, uh, University of Penn, Martin Law was actually there, uh, Philadelphia Energy Authority. Um, and there was a ton of like other ones. Um, and we basically try to help to get matching grants uh, for their employer and the Urban Affairs Coalition um, is actually funded through the city. So that's a good thing as well. Um, and I also created basically like summaries that were used for the Urban Affairs uh, website from financial wellness workshops to help uh, basically help people gain knowledge on how to make savvy monetary decisions. So I think that's the gist of it. Awesome. Very cool. It's awesome to be involved in kind of that community education. Um, right. It's really interesting work. Now, so you mentioned, um, you mentioned like weekly Zoom meetings. Now, the, the format of your internship, was this, was this completely remote or were you ever going into an office? Was it hybrid? How did, you, how did they handle that? Yeah, so this was completely remote, virtual over Zoom. Um, so I know generally um, with this internship, it's like in the office, just cr crunching out hours and stuff like that. Um, but yeah. because of, you know, everything that we're going through with like COVID, um, they had to kind of scale it back. But um, I'm actually with this internship at least until December. Um, so depending on what happens, I could make a, make my first debut inside the office. Welcome <laughs> <laughs> Chestnut. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, um, um, I, I would love to um, be in the office. But I actually understand, you know, why why they're not doing it. So either way, I'm still like ha ha happy to be a part of this internship. So 
Of course. Yeah. It sounds like a great experience either way. And uh, yeah, fingers crossed, hopefully things go well here in the next few months and you're able to, to, to get in the office at least a, a few times there. Now, uh, I've been asking every student I've been talking to, I've been asking them this question, curious to get your perspective on it, but um, I, I want to understand kind of like the preparation you did yourself as the internship approached, right? So you've accepted the internship, you're getting ready to start. Is there anything you did beforehand, any research or preparation you did that you felt kind of prepared you to make you kind of able to hit the ground running on day one? Yeah, I think so. Like, I think, um, so for me personally, I know everybody's different, um, but I actually took an English 202 business writing course um, this past spring. And there was like a wealth of knowledge that I learned from that class um, from this great instructor named Lisa Dill. Um, she was, she really kind of like stressed the importance of, you know, an effective resume that should include things like, you know, your skills, your educational background, um, your uh, program coursework. So that a number of like courses that you like took and some of them that may have like stood out. Um, she also mentioned like to put in like your work and volunteer experience, which I did. Mm -hmm. um, and she also talked about um, as well, adding professional references um, if asked by the employer. Um, and I know she also in the class, we kind of like answered like mock various like kind of like interview job related questions. Um, and some of those questions actually came up in my interview with the Urban Affairs Coalition, actually. Um, so I think the class was very like kind of like helpful in preparing me for the internship. Awesome. I love to hear that. I, I'm always, you know, it's it's always great when when faculty embed the career readiness stuff into the classroom. And it sounds like it really benefited you in this case, which is uh, which is really great to hear. Uh, curious, uh, last thing I want to touch on here before I let you go, Sharif. Um, curious, so like from the employer's perspective, I'm also, I want to understand what employers are doing right now to make their interns feel, feel comfortable, right? Feel part of the team, feel part of the organization. Obviously in your case, it's a little bit unique because you're, you're doing everything remotely. So right. given that, and that everything is virtual for you. Um, what has the, the coalition done to make you feel like you're a part of the team? Any, any type of like orientation or like mentorship or, or team building things that they've had in place for, for you? So I know like um, there was an intern, his name is Ricky. Um, he's not with the organization anymore, but he kind of, him and the executive director, Georgie, um, they both helped me with learning about the organization um, as well as they kind of like helped me put in like financial information regarding individuals who were interested um, in the Home by Now program and the recipients of, you know, grants um, to help them basically buy homes. They, they helped me from like the technical aspect, which I wasn't really I, I expecting because, you know, this is almost like a non-technical kind of like job, um, sure. slash internship. Yeah, so um, they helped me, you know, get comfortable with Microsoft Excel, which I appreciated because now you know, I have another skill that I can use in the workforce. Um, but there was also somebody else that's um, a supervisor, but she's also the uh, government relations officer. Um, her name is Dana Mintz. And she basically gave me like a template to send to the employer partners to ask if they want to still be a part of the Home by Now program. Um, and the, the majority of them did, um, so they continued. Um, and one of, the, one of the also great, great things about it is, um, is that it's free to join. So like any organization, company, um, that wants to be a part of the Home by Now program 
It's completely free to like join. All they have to do is give their employees grants and we'll match it. And that helps them put, put down for their first home. So it's like a win-win. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's an awesome, it sounds like an awesome program. It sounds like you're, you're doing important work and, and good work there for the community. How's, how has your experience been? Has this been a positive experience for you? Is this, is this type of work, like based on your internship experience here with the coalition, and I know you, you're, you're, still, you're still there, um, mm. do you, could you see yourself, you know, post-graduation doing this type of work because of this experience? Yeah, I think so. Like, I think, um, I think this experience has been like 100% positive. Um, and I would definitely, you know, recommend this organization to like a friend. Um, anyone who wants to like kind of make a difference an impactful mark on their like community at the local level basically um i'd say definitely take an internship with the urban affairs coalition it's a very very good organization awesome really happy to hear that anytime as a career services staff member we're always uh it you know it's it's it makes our job worthwhile when we hear students say that they had a good experience at their internship. So really happy to hear that, Sharif. Um, really appreciate you taking some time here to, to talk to me this morning. Um, this, I think this will be a great uh, kind of background for, for any students that looking to get into, you know, whether it be like nonprofit work or, you know, community organizations, stuff like that. Really appreciate your time, Sharif. Again, everyone, his name is Sharif Goldstein, a senior at the Brandywine campus uh, in the American Studies program, doing an internship right now with the Urban Affairs Coalition in Philadelphia, doing really important work, really good work with the, the Home Buy Now program and some of their other initiatives. Sharif, thank you so much for joining me this morning, man. This was great. I really appreciate your time. Thank you for having me, Zach. I appreciate it, man.